It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Dogs. Oh, I love a good dog. A good dog. Now, that's the key to it. And Darren Rowe is from, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got hay fever, uh, Mindfulness for Dogs. And he is amazing. He's kind of like the dog whisperer, aren't you? Ooh, I don't know. There's different oh, connotations no, of dog whisperer. Someone called me the dog Jedi, which I thought was oh, pretty cool. I, I like did like that. that one, I have to admit. Yeah, I'm yes. pretty impressed with that one. I'd be um, your Luke Skywalker. I know. How yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit odd to have your dog sleeping in the bed. And I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't have to be a big dog, but dogs get really hot and then you get <laughs> hot and you're moving around the bed and they're chasing your body around the bed. Apart from that, what about all the yucky stuff? Yeah, well, there's been, there's been quite a lot of um, interest, I think, the last couple of weeks. In fact, probably... Um, last few months really about whether a dog should sleep in with you with you at night time and that sort of thing mm. and it's a good thing it's a bad thing I guess for me there's lots of really positive things that will help and then um, there's a lot of bad things that could possibly happen as a result so um, I don't know I, I don't personally have my dogs in the bed and I've got seven dogs so you, you have to have a very big beard Darren yeah you can imagine <laughs> if I have seven dogs then uh, that's just not going to happen is it so <laughs> so let's go let's look at that a bit closer hey yeah. by the way if you want some advice this is the time to get it from Darren and you call 0800 844 747 what are the positives about having a dog on the bed right so, so there's a whole load of emotional positives that we get so if we think about why we get a dog in the first place we get a dog because we want companionship Quite a lot of people get dogs because they want them to make sure um, they're safe, I guess, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. so having a dog in your bedroom is the ultimate kind of guard, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, And you've got that lovely dog there that you know is going to defend you. If you're feeling a bit down, you can give it a quick cuddle. Um, not quite. I know, I know what you were saying about sleeping with your dog. It's kind of a weird concept, isn't it? But mm. generally speaking, your dog doesn't cuddle into you. Um, but actually, it's quite natural for your dog as well, isn't it, to be with you? I mean, if you sit on the couch, then you're always going to get your dog come over, sit with you cuddle into you so it's quite normal for a dog and then suddenly for the whole day we have this dog sat there with us and yeah. then it's night time go away to the kennel or outside into your shed you know? that's right and the poor dog's like well i don't know <laughs> what's, yeah. what's going on now just so, to yeah. re- reflect on that my little border terrier that i had for five years he had to be with you wherever you went and he <clears> had a little bed beside the bed he was quite happy with that yeah i didn't want to fall into that trap of having him on the bed because it's very hard to change those habits and again, it's it's down to um, if your dog's naughty when they're on the bed, there'll be underlying problems that were already there, but you've just made you made them worse because you've given them another place to exercise them. Mm. So, um, looking at the positives, the emotional um, support, awesome. The um, <coughs> compassion support, if you're not very well, having your dog around you is really good. Um, when you're when you're there, you're stroking your dog, so you're calming yourself down, mm. and you're naturally calming your dog down and you down, and that's that's like. And there's hundreds of uh, evidence out there to say that's going to increase your life span mm. by five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> which, all well, ma- which all mount it. up. Which all mount up. They're doing <laughs> it in hospitals now, allowing animals to be in hospitals, aged care know, facilities, dementia units. We do. Um, me and Ginger go into um, rest homes and, oh. and and we sit and we have little conversations, and it's amazing that these. Um, people that sometimes won't talk at all, you know, they're really sort of just not interested in it. Oh, man, they open up to Ginger. Oh, they that's talk so to lovely. Ginger. They tell them everything. It's fantastic. It really is. That's a real positive. So that's the positives. What are yeah. some of the negative so behaviours? The negative behaviours. Um, quite often we hear people saying that if my partner gets in the bed, the dog growls at the partner, mm. all those kind of things. And, and these, are, these are things like resource guarding. And, and those dogs would be resource guarders anyway. So that a resource guarder is something that when they have something, but it's possibly a little bit too special for them or it's, or it's um, something they don't normally get, they protect it with their life. 
literally, yeah. <laughs> and with their teeth, definitely. Mm. So, so that would have been an issue that the dog would have already had. Um, it's just that now you put it in the bed, it's given it another outlet. So they're not the type of dogs that you probably want on your bed because you're probably going to find that you, mm. you, you have a half has had his fingers bitten off at night time or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you've got the separation anxiety. If you've got a dog that is really um, has a real problem with separating from you, then they're going to make that probably going to make it worse. It can make it better, actually. If you have a crate next time, you can use that as a tool, but that can make it worse. But these are issues, most of the issues that you get are already there. Mm-hmm. You've got the disease issue, I guess, the zoonotic diseases like ringworm and things like that that might transfer. But hopefully if you're looking after your dog and they're good, um, good feed, getting groomed, you're going to spot those sort of things anyway. Mm. Um, I'm not going to want my dog running in the mud outside and then coming in. I'm going to clean their paws first, at least, if I do. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to diseases, and I love that word zoonosis, the zoonotic diseases passed from animals to humans, what are some other ones we need to be concerned about? So there's not really that many with canines. Um, I'm sure vets would probably be screaming now, but there's only a few that we generally want to worry about. There's the fleas. Um, Fleas tend to jump on us and jump off anyway. Um, You've got the ringworm, which is the biggest one, I guess, um, Mm. and ticks and things like that. So they'd be the ones that you really want to be careful of. But there's not most of the colds and things. They don't tend to transfer. They're very specific no. between breeds. So Thank goodness for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anything to do with your your dog, Darren is here to help with. And I mean it. He can actually give you some pretty sound advice. <laughs> it may not be the dog's fault. Be prepared to be told it could be your fault. And we all have bad behaviours in that regard. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. Morning, Debbie. Hi, De- Darren. How Good are you? Good morning, Debbie. Uh, Good. Um. I just need some advice. I've got a fox terrier. She's nearly 10 years old. Yep. And um, I've just got a new partner. And unfortunately, I've had all these years of um, her sleeping with me, but now it's, um, yeah, <laughs> getting to be a nuisance. Sounds like you've got a very jealous dog. So, so dogs, <laughs> dogs are incredibly sociable, and they do, they do, they do form that um, really strong bond with us, and, and that will be seen probably for your fox, especially 10 years old, as, as quite a challenge, I guess. You know, what's this yeah. stranger doing there in my place? Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so you've got, you've got to ease that one gently. You can't just suddenly take something away from a dog like that that's had it for 10 years because there will be yeah. a backlash, definitely. And with fox terriers, unfortunately, as I found out myself, um, that can sometimes be with the teeth, yeah? <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I was thinking about putting it in the garage, but then, I'll tell you, you know, I don't want to... Yeah, um, I'll tell you what I would do. I'd get yourself a crate... Um, you know, I was thinking little, about that. Yeah, get yourself yeah. a crate and put the crate next to your bed because, again, you want to slowly take that away. But there's no reason why... You, um, is it a little girl, is it? Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason why she can't sleep in a crate in your bedroom as long as you, you no. know, your partner's happy with that. And that would be yeah. a kind of halfway house then, wouldn't it? She wouldn't be, like, banished to the uh, to the garage because she might start to think you don't love her anymore and then mm. the whole oh, no, other issues might come up then, yeah. So yeah. I, I would do that. I'd put the crate. But what you can do is cover the crate with a blanket. And that will kind oh, of just okay. help her to relax and chill out. Yeah, nasty. Oh. nasty. And, 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 and train your partner as well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Hey, Debbie, I hope that works for you. Maybe give us yeah. a call back in a few weeks' yeah, time and please do. let us know what's happening there. Nothing nothing worse than a jealous little bitch in the bedroom. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the answer to that one is. <laughs> no, I'm talking oh, dogs, of course. 0800 844 I've seen that happen before where people... And we've spoken about this, that reverse psychology. The mm. dog's misbehaving. I know. I'll give it a treat in order to get it what, to do what I want it to do. Yeah. So the dog goes, oh, 
I just have to be naughty and I'll get a treat. Classic one's jumping up on the furniture, isn't it? We, we pull them off and, and, and it, it works. We pull them off with a treat and then we give them a treat for jumping off. But dogs are clever. They work out. They'll jump on the furniture. They'll jump back off and then they'll get a treat. So you kind of, your timing's really important there. I always, um, if a dog's jumping on the furniture or a bed in this case, yeah, um, when they jump off, I ask them to do a down or something and then I actually treat and throw the treat away from the bed. So when they release away from the down, they're moving away from the bed and then I give them a treat for that. Mm. It's kind of like takes the yeah you know, you know what i mean <laughs> they I go do. in the opposite direction <laughs> uh darren Rowe here from mindfulness for dogs he's here for you <coughs> 0800 844 747 i've started to put into exercise and to practice your whole thing about the dog that's jumping up jumping up you know um running at your crutch you know how dogs like to yeah. sniff your, your bum or your crutch it's kind of a it's bit quite weird normal for dogs <laughs> maybe i need to shower more i don't know but i've started doing that whole thing of just ignoring yeah. izzy the borrowed waimarana yeah she is a beautiful dog Her, she gets very excited when she sees me most most women do to be fair it's because you don't wash me that, that's it <laughs> and it seems to work if i ignore yeah. her she'll just run off and play doing something else until i've got the lead on her and yeah. off we go for the walk you know what the key thing is no if we just ignore our dogs and a lot of sort of theories i guess are out there you just ignore the bad behavior but mm. um it's kind of active ignoring um because if we just ignore people and ignore things then they just get bored and run off and then they get disillusioned yeah. so you actually have to catch something that they're doing that's right so when they're jumping up you ignore it the second they get off or sit, mm. you go oh what a good dog but make it amazing mm. because then they're going to go oh i've done something fantastic exactly i'll do that next time instead so what is it that your dog is doing that just brasses you off? And it doesn't have to be a puppy. You might have an older dog because you can teach old can. dogs new tricks, right? You can do, yeah. Find out more about that by calling now, 0800 844 747. What are some of the other... What is, I'll tell you one thing I thought of about having a dog on the bed is that, you know, when a hedgehog or a little possum or something <laughs> snuffles outside the window and your dog lights up, yeah. that can be quite frightening, can't it? It can be. So so one of the problems that people have always said about having dogs on the beds is the the lack of sleep that you get. So we're mo- I think the word is monophasic. We're monophasic. So we have one sleep cycle generally during the during the night and we fall asleep. Mm. Dogs are multi or, or polyphasic. So they, they'll sleep, they'll wake, they'll sleep, they'll wake. So they're always jumping up and down. Ah. And, and I, I think I remember reading ages ago of a study in America where people that have their dogs on the bed tend to be more... Uh, light sleepers and they wake up more, but in a crate they tend to be better sleepers. Mm. Um, and I think it's just because if we have another partner, they tend to we tend to sort of I know, get in synergy with them, I guess. Whereas mm. the dogs up and down. The only problem I always found because we used to we used to do agility and and we used to take all our dogs in the caravan, so we'd have like five dogs at that point in the caravan. Um, when dogs relax, they their stomachs do funny things, shall we say? So that's the only issue I've always had with oh, our dogs. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Around that nighttime thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that takes you back. <laughs> uh, a, a little bit of a weird story, but when I used to work for Doc, and if we were feeding our dogs goat meat or venison in, oh. in the hills, oh my God. Venison yeah. and possum. In a very oh. small forestry hut. Man, yeah. Not yeah. very nice. Yeah, no, yeah. not a good thing. So that's something to think about, isn't it? Definitely if you want your dog in there. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. All right, 0800 844 747 3920 is the text. Much better to call, though, and have a chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Simon. Good morning. How are we? Oh, good. Good yeah. morning, Simon. You sound very happy on this first day of uh, summer. Oh, yeah, lazy Sunday, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a question. It's, it's, it's a bit of a... It's a moral dilemma for me. Okay. I, I, we've had a, we've had dogs all, all our lives, and it's, it's, it sounds cliche to say that, but we've, we've actually got we work for um, canine um, canine care volunteering, going around the hospitals with okay. our, little, oh. our little fox terrier as well. So Fantastic. as soon as I turn on the radio, I heard fox terrier, you had my attention. Um, but my my brother's got a dog 
the dog is, isn't behaving very well. We've tried to give them a few tips and, and what, what to do and what not to do. And positive. We're all about positive reinforcement. Yep, sounds good. You know, my partner and I. They've taken it to a specialist, and I say that with inverted <laughs> commas, and he, she now has a prong chain. No, take him away from them now, straight away. I don't, know, I, I don't no. need to know who it is, but certainly those kind of things, they're, they're just aversives. They're going to end up making the dog ten times worse, especially not fox terrier. I totally agree, but yeah. my, my one isn't so much the, the pet or whether it's a right or wrong. I'm not too sure how to approach it I'll with just, my just, brother. I'll tell you what the, the obvious thing is. Just tell him straight. Yeah. Just let you say, do you, if you think about it, you're hurting your dog. Do you have a really mm. nice relationship with your dog? Do you love your dog yet? So why are you hurting it? Because that's what you're doing, mm. basically, aren't you? Yeah, there I've are done many a lot ways. of research into it myself. Like, yeah. I've also read that it can um, kill the nervings around the neck. Yeah, so well, later I on mean, in life, when you do go to put them on a, a, a collar, gotcha, yeah, yeah. they don't feel, they don't well, feel a thing. So they my argument would be, why is someone teaching a dog to walk on a collar in the first place? It's the worst place to put a lead. It's a, yeah. the, you know, the weakest part of a dog's body. Proper harness. Yeah. Use a proper harness, yeah, use it correctly. He, oh. he posted a picture not long ago of the dog sitting outside the ca- cafe behaving itself because obviously yeah. it's still on this prong collar. Yeah, it's scared. Now, look at her dog, he's been, she's been so well behaved, but scared. if she no. moves, she's going to get these stairs. It's, not, be, it's oh. not being well behaved, it's living in fear, and that's that's the thing people don't realise when they use these shock collars, these prong collars. Yeah. The dog is behaving because it's living in fear of the re- repercussions of what it does if mm-hmm, it doesn't, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not a nice way to live, is it? Simon, can Absolutely I just ask, not. what is a prong yeah. collar? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I, I can explain on you. Um, you've probably got one there, but um, a prong collar is basically like a, um, most of them like a chain, but they've got prongs that stick into the dog. So when the dog pulls forward, not only no. is it being choked, it's actually being yeah, they're garroted. Barbaric. Absolutely barbaric. Yeah, they are horrendous. They should be out, they should be banned in New Zealand as far as I'm concerned, wow. but maybe the powers that be aren't sort of listening and don't What, what surprises me is, uh, I mean, we live down in Wanganui, but it's, a, it's a, a, apparently quite a well-known Auckland trainer who's charged an arm and a leg. Really? And, mm. and as a result of it, they've said, put it on a prong collar. And I, my, part, my partner's a vet nurse, I'm an animal lover, yeah. and we just could not believe that this person suggested it. And for all me, the research I've done... Is for so me, it's kind of a last-ditched attempt at a, someone who doesn't really understand how to build mm. relationships with your dogs and get the best out of your dogs. So, yeah, mm. just, just literally... I mean, I'm happy to have a chat with them if they, if they want to, if you want to ring me later on and I can explain exactly why you don't do that. Definitely. Be, that would be yeah. pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah. How, how do people get in touch with you, Darren? Yeah, so if you go onto the website, if you go for Mindfulness for Dogs, um, yes. or, or if you can't remember that, just M4, the number 4dogs.com or .co.nz. Yep. Yep. Um, my phone number's on there. It's 0274, if you've got a pen there, 0274. Five eight five eight seven two, and yeah, please get them, and I can explain exactly why you don't go there, and and why you've, you're going to spend all this money. But as soon as you take the prong collar off, you're not you're going to have the same behaviours again. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna, mm-hmm. they're not learning anything; they're just oh, living I've in fear. Never heard of that. That just sounds oh, absolutely horrendous. barbaric. It's a, it's, a, it's a big American thing that's oh. kind of like started to come over. The first thing, the first thing I suggested to him was, I said, "Well, take off the dog and put it on yourself." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. let me give it a pull. Too right, and then see oh, how you feel. I wouldn't do that. I said, well, no. if you wouldn't do that. Why would you do it to your animal? <laughs> I always, I always say that to people who um, want to use shock collars: put them on your neck and put it on full whack, exactly. and then see how yep. you feel because you would never use it again. I've done it; you'd never no. use it, man. It hurts. No. All right, Simon, all the very yeah, best. Thank you, Simon. I yep. really appreciate that. Cheers. Uh, hey, by the way, if you were leaping off your couch to try and grab a pen and paper, then I know what it's like <laughs> when you hear a phone number. That was 0274 585872. That's the one, yeah. All right, and you can jump online and find Mindfulness for Dogs, and it's the number four, right? It is number four, yeah. Okay, uh, here's one. A text that's just coming from Raywin. Raywin will be going, crikey, I just sent it. Um, <laughs> Hi there, Roman and Darren. I'd just like to ask Darren if it's okay to leave a harness on a dog all the time. It's an interesting one, that. Um, 
I suppose it depends on the dog's lifestyle. If a dog is living inside the house, then um, potentially okay. You just got to look at the, the actual harness. Is there lots of things? If it fits quite snugly, then it's not going to catch in anything. The main thing, if it's got a ring on it, it might catch in something and restrict the dog's um, movement. You don't want anything around the neck. Um, if it's a harness, because then that's going to start choking. So if you're even slightly unsure, then I would say no. Mm. If it's outside, it's definite no if it's not attended, um, just because it can get stuck in bushes and things like that, and it's likely to sort of have a problem. But it's no, you know, it's like you, we, we tend to leave collars on a dog. Yeah. Um, so it's a risk you're going to take, isn't it? Just yeah, make sure yeah. they're snug fitting, and then generally it's a lot better. One thing I've noticed with Izzy the Waimarana, Izzy the borrowed Waimarana, she has her own hashtag on <laughs> is Instagram. Is that borrowed Waimarana? Yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a long hashtag, but when when her owners go and grab her lead, she doesn't want it put on. So she no. lies down. She tries to move away. Yeah. She's fine once it's on, but yeah. there's something that tells her. It's. I'll tell you what that is. It's where, are their owners quite big, quite tall? Yes, they are. Yeah, so it's that whole leaning in on the dog. Oh. It's quite, we're, we're predatorial and dogs are predators. So that's two predators together. So it's quite, if you actually just come down to the ground, I guarantee she'll just come in. You can put the lead on her straight away. It's yeah. that whole sort of predator, predator thing. Going ah, on. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, she is a lovely, lovely dog. You can check her out on Instagram if you really want to. Darren Rowe, you're all over social media. Yeah, yep. I am. Well, I'm getting getting better now. Live feed in uh, my first ever Instagram feed, and I think I've got Jeez. one or two people, which is pretty cool. I would have put some <laughs> nice clothes on if I'd <laughs> known we we're going to be live. <laughs> if you want to have a chat with Darren, this is the time to do it. Oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. Um, I had a question there. Oh yes, the halty lead. Yeah, that turns the head if they pull ahead. Is that a great idea? I've kind of got mixed mixed feelings about the halt or any of those. I mean, the halty's a brand, but any of those kind of leads where you've got the connection on the nose. Mm. In essence, the, the the training theory behind it is pretty sound. Okay, you're 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 taking away from the neck, um, kind of, but you're you're putting it on maybe even the weaker part. Yeah. But the problem is, is like everything, we misuse it. So we yank the dog's lead, and then we're putting the neck back and forward, and and quite often we can cause strains in the neck. So if we're using a halty and we're using it correctly, then yes. Um, better to have one that's connected to the chest if you're going to, because that mm. moves the whole body. But if you're yanking and pulling that one, actually you're going to end up doing damage to the lower back and that sort of thing. So it's all down to our use of it. We've got to be nice and gentle, nice and calm, you know. Mm. But make that position that you want your dog to walk in a nice place in the first place, and your dog's not going to be pulling from you. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the key thing. Take it a step back, you know. Well, well, Nat's Levy, who was in here before, the place went to the dogs completely. She <laughs> bought her lovely dog, Archie. Beautiful, and big beautiful black dog. Labrador. Oh, wow, that's so lovely. So lovely. Very well behaved. Now, why, why are we so fixated about controlling our animals? We are, aren't we? We, we want are. To, yeah, we well, need to be, I guess. You know, I had um, my first troll on Instagram. Um, I had a, um, someone phone up, uh, email, uh, writing on my Facebook page, sorry, and was saying about the mindfulness dogs don't um, possess the power to think and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that dates back to like I don't know, some French guy back in the 16th century said that dogs don't have any sort of reasoning powers. Mm. And I think that's where it comes from. It's just that whole thing. Oh, they're just animals. They they're not sentient. They don't have any thinking. you know. And we have to control everything, don't we? But actually, the way to control a dog is to not control them. Actually, give them a choice and they want to follow you because they, they're, they're very social animals. They want to yeah, do that anyway. Do. And they want to please us, don't they? Do, they do, yeah. They really so do. Much, so much. Oh, I miss having a dog. Janine, what sort of dog have you got? Um, we've got a one-year-old uh, Labradoodle. Oh, good morning, Janine. Labradoodles, love them. Yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's absolutely is. Is that a miniature um, one or a large one? Um, no, she's actually, she's bred, uh, mum and dad are both Labradoodles, Australian oh, Labradoodles. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Um, so we've um, just recently had her um, starting to bark around our boundaries. Right, okay. Um, when the <clears throat> neighbours come out to walk up and down the driveway. And she's known the neighbours for the whole time that we've been in our area and she's right. lived with us. How old is she and now? Just, <clears throat> so she's one. One, okay, yeah. And if we're not home, she's out in a kennel um, in a little run area and she doesn't bark. Right. Um, but when we're home... She runs out the back and runs up and down the boundaries um, when the neighbours are out there. Yeah. And so, they're starting to get a little bit, are they? you know, frustrated. Oh. <laughs> so first of all, we need to go and train the neighbours. <laughs> maybe, maybe apply some alcohol and uh, maybe some um, chocolates. Uh, chocolates, those yeah. kind of things around Christmas time. That's always a good thing. Um, and, and joking aside, it is good to keep those relationships with your neighbours really positive because oh, dogs absolutely. do do silly things. So, yeah. um, but it's a bit of boundary running. But also um, the Labrador's a really friendly dog, isn't it? Yes. So, you know, everyone assumes that when a dog barks, it's aggression, but actually it's probably just saying hello, and it's probably wanting yeah. to get involved in whatever's going on there. So, so uh, they absolutely come up and um, acknowledge her and say hello, um, but she doesn't stop. Okay. And I can then let her outside of the boundary, and we can go onto the driveway, Another. and she's absolutely fine with them. Right, okay. So, so it's not about the, um, not aggression, it's just a... a I don't think it's aggression at all, thing. yeah. Yeah, just an overzealous thing. So, so <clears throat> what you need to do is start taking control of your own boundaries, if that makes sense. So okay. um, do you tell her, do you shout, sort of like stop when she's barking? <clears throat> so we've just started um, going out and nicely saying, Maggie, um, quiet, and getting okay. her to try and stop with us and then she'd get a treat but so, now so, I'm worried that we're actually adding into the barking yeah yeah so I, I would definitely say and probably what you're doing is you're rewarding that that barking so okay. if you think about it any any conversation you have with a dog when they're barking you're barking with them so okay. go out there quietly hold their collar wait for a couple of seconds look around as if you own the place then walk off and turn around so you're coming and then when she turns and comes to you say oh what a good dog and then take him in you Okay. okay. Janine, give that a crack and let us know how it goes. I'm, I'm gasping to find out. Uh, Melissa, hello. Quick one from you. Hi. Um, I have a Jack Russell and he seems to have a bit of a problem when he meets puppies, whether it's at a park or at the dog park. He <laughs> kind of tends to get quite aggressive and I can't stop him doing it. Okay. Um, how old is he? He is three. Three years old. Okay. Um are these puppies that are jumping in his face and that kind of stuff? No, sometimes it's just with approaching them. He just goes for it. He does the rather standover dominant posture, and if necessary, he will give them a bite. Yeah. Um, but it's only with puppies. Yeah, so so we we have this um, assumption that all pu- all dogs are great with puppies. If you think about it, those puppies need to learn how to behave around older dogs. And quite often what we feel is aggression and our dogs are really being really bad. It's actually just normal dog behaviour and, pup- and older dogs teaching puppies where the boundaries are. And if we don't let that happen, obviously we've got to make sure it's safe and, and only you can know that when you see your dog. Those puppies will never learn. Um, so there might be a bit of that going on. There might also be a bit of an issue there. So it might be something that you need to like deal with a, a canine behaviourist as well, if you feel that. But if there's if he's not going over the top, it's probably just normal dog behaviour around puppies trying to teach him those boundaries. There we go. Some helpful tips, as always, from Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, whose cell phone number is 274 58 58 72 and you're on the interweb how um so you can find me on the internet with www.mindfulnessfordogs.com or .co.nz and you can spell it any way you like really pretty much i've got that covered <laughs> um, or on facebook and the same and instagram it's never long enough darren thank you so much for being here it's always interesting thank awesome you day.